Okay. Oh, we're going to pick up where we left off here. Remember, we're going to the promised land, obviously, and see where we left off. Well, obviously, it was right here. Uh, let's see. Let me back up just a little bit. This was, um, that we're in the book of Numbers. Numbers is where you have the history of going to the promised land. And it's on such a timeline. Oh, the book before, which is Leviticus, was information of how God wanted things to function in that tabernacle. Leviticus, it was the Levites. It was how the priest and the Levites were supposed to handle all the sacrifices and stuff. And then, first of Numbers, we've waited here long enough, let's go. So they're headed to the promised land, and by the 10th chapter, that's when they go, we can't go in there. Oh my goodness. So, between 10 and where we are right here, 40 years have taken place, all right? They've made it all the way to the promised land. Now they're fixing to go in. God has already said, Moses, you're fixing to pass away. You know, he says, prepare, you're going to die. And so Moses is not going in the promised land. But anyway, uh, we picked up with these. Uh, and it, it, it sometimes if you read the Bible in little places and stuff, sometimes you're not going to know what's going on. But just read ahead and behind and see if you can figure it out. You should be able to figure it out. Anyway, this is about some offerings. Okay. Very important. So here we go in 29. Let's watch what happens here. The festival of trumpets. Hmm. Celebrated. Well, we don't do no celebrating at church. This is, that's, we did this to ourselves. We didn't get this from the Bible. It is a celebration. Let me just show you in the New Testament. Uh, let's go to, I'm going to go to, uh, that was Numbers chapter 29, verse 1. But let's go over here and see Jesus here. Watch Jesus in action. If you'd read the book of John, uh, and you got to John chapter, let's see, John chapter 7. Let's see what happens here. After this, Jesus went to Galilee, going from village to village, for he wanted to stay out of Judea where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. Yeah, they're trying to kill him. Okay. But as soon, but as, soon as it was time for, look at this, the tabernacle ceremonies. What's all that about? God, well, that's the reason we have got to throw away all unbelief about the Passover. Throw away all unbelief about the, the plagues and stuff that took place and, and how devastated Pharaoh was. That happened. God wasn't like, well, look, I, I know y'all, I, I need y'all to, let's make it look like it happened. Oh, it did happen. The, the, the tabernacle, it's, it was, well, remember the tabernacle was a temporary tent structure, okay? So they had a tabernacles thing. You would have found this out in, in the book of um, uh, probably the latter end of Exodus, the first part of uh, somewhere, Exodus and Leviticus. It was a festival where they reenacted having to live in these tents. Why did they do that? So that we wouldn't forget. Man, we as Americans, it's the same thing. We forget. If we don't stay with our Bible, we will forget that Jesus is standing there every day at your door trying to help you. We'll forget. We'll forget that he'll heal your back. Well, I just need a new mattress, Richard. <laughs> Go try the new mattress. Probably ain't going to get it. Well, yeah, but I believe the Lord. Nah, here you go, making up your own Bible. I believe the Lord. I believe. No, no, no. You believe the scriptures. That's what matters. We get so far off. So this celebration, tabernacle ceremonies, was a chance for them all to sleep in these tents and stuff. They all came to Jerusalem. And, you just like, and it reminded them of how they came from Egypt all the way to the promised land. Anyway. Notice this, one of the Jewish holidays. Now, happy holidays, happy holidays. Now, come on, as Americans, you know where that word holiday comes from? It's holy day. I don't care what you think. Go look it up. I Googled it before I walked in here this morning. Again, it's holy and then it's day. 
the, lo- the, the later term that we use in America today in English today is holiday, but it comes from holy day. And we don't think, oh my God, it's Christmas. Well, some people do. Oh, got to buy a present for Aunt so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, I hate that. Some people talk like that. But for us, praise the Lord. And for most people, Christmas is a happy time. It's the holidays. And those holy days, guess what? They were celebrations. Now, if you're going to a church where you're like, oh my God, I got to go to church, go get to another church for crying out loud. I don't know where you're going. That uh, and I know where there's places you can go. And it's just, oh, I got to go to the Sunday celebration church. Well, it won't be called celebration. It's Christmas service, a candle service tonight. Oh, well. Candle service should be fantastic. I mean, boy, we're talking about this guy. Not just that he died on the cross and we just owe him. Oh, we should feel so. Don't feel sorry for him. It had to happen, praise the Lord. We couldn't save ourselves. But we're supposed to be a rejoicing people. Man, we just, it's just built into our system that we want to frown. You know, the scripture, well, the psalmist wrote and he said, the presence, he said, in the presence of God is what fullness of joy. How do you count it all joy, as the scripture says, or rejoice in the Lord always if we're supposed to be, oh, oh, oh. So here we go. Jesus said, you know, he said, well, after this, Jesus went to Galilee, going from village to village. He wanted to stay out of Judea where the, Jew, G, the Jewish leaders wanted to kill him. But it was soon time for the tabernacle ceremonies, one of the annual Jewish holidays. And Jesus' brother urged him to go, look at this, to the celebration. You can't celebrate God. Well, according to the Bible, you can. Oh, and the more you find out from the Bible, don't, don't even Google celebration about God. You're going to find out it, it won't be. You go to the Bible and look up celebration, and it is a celebration. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, anyway, let's go back here to the story we're looking at. So here we are back at Numbers, and I think we were at 27. I forgot. Is it 28? Uh, let's see. No, it was 29. Okay. The festival of trumpets shall be celebrated on the 15th day of September each year. Wow. There shall be a solemn assembly of all the people that day. No hard work may be done. Well, I want to... This is fantastic. It is, like we say in our government holidays. It's a holiday. I don't have to work tomorrow. Veterans Day. Well, hallelujah. Wow. On that day, you shall offer a burnt sacrifice consisting of one bull, one ram, seven yearling, uh, male lambs without defect. Now, don't get into this worrying about, oh, man, one lamb, one. It's not that long. It's like these genealogies. These genealogies are not that long. They're short. Even Jesus' was divided up in 13, 13, 13. No, it's 14. 14 generations between him and David and 14 between David and Abraham and whatever. Okay. It's not like, oh, 9,001, 9,000. <laughs> no, there hasn't been a thousand. You think about that. There has not been a thousand generations since Adam. Wow, that's something. So we have more on the other side of Jesus than we do on this side. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus. We got 4,000 recorded record days between Adam and Jesus. Okay, on that day you shall offer burnt sacrifice consisting of this, this, this. Okay, all without these. These sacrifices which the Lord will appreciate and enjoy. You think he enjoyed the crucifixion of Jesus? Yeah, because it reconciled you and I. Remember when Jesus came out of the tomb? Now he's already out. And, uh, but anyway, <clears throat> Mary and them were trying to find him. This is Matthew 28. And uh, they'd already seen the angels. And the angels said, 
What are you looking here for? He's risen, just like he said. Well, on the way out, they're running back because the angel said, go tell his disciples. So Mary and whoever it was in Matthew 28, they're beeline on the way back. And all of a sudden, they meet Jesus. And you know what Jesus says? Oh, hell. I mean, he's hurt. He wasn't like, oh, you wouldn't believe what I went through. Oh, my God, I'm still aching. Uh, No, behold my hands and, and my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Man, he was fired up. Great song. I just love it. I mean, sometimes they're not, but some of them are really good. Uh, Sandy Patty sang a song. Oh, it was called, Did the Earth, uh, did the earth Sing? Did the, earth, what, did the ground sound like a trumpet sound? Because Jesus is resurrected. I mean, you think about that miracle, and you think about the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, which one do you think you choke on? You know, like, I mean, a dead guy come back to life again. See, we, we think, you know, it's all evolution. It's all, no, we don't. Not around here. We know. Praise the Lord. He's resurrected. Okay, anyway. On that day, we're going to do this. A grain of offering of nine flour, nine quarts of flour mingled with oil shall be offered with the bull. Okay, and this was, your priests were doing this. The Levites were making sure they had everything in order there. All right. Let's see what happens. Three quarts for each seven lambs. In addition, I want you to see what happens here. We have the details for a reason, so watch what you see. In addition, there'll be a male goat sacrificed for a sin offering. Wait a minute. This is the... What did we say it was? This is the festival of whatever, you know, and we got a sacrifice for who sinned. Again, we are covered, praise the Lord. Some people worry about, well, Jesus died for you have a license to sin. Now, we're not trying to have a license to sin, but you do have a license saying that you are forgiven and you're protected. Look at this. Wow. Now, watch this. That's just, I don't think I'm ready to give a count yet, but not yet. But, but anyway, there, there's one right there, and that's something, an offering for sin. To make, look at that atonement for you. These special sacrifices, notice this, this is for all the people, are in addition to your regular burnt offerings for that day. So you have, like I said before, a daily sacrifice in the morning, a daily sacrifice in the evening. In addition to these regular burnt offerings, which are to be offered with respective drink, grain offerings and drink offerings. Boy, I tell you, we're going to have so much Jack Daniels here in this chapter. It's incredible. Okay. But anyway, as specified by the ordinances governing them. Remember, your alcohol and stuff, is that's not an indication. If you've got friends right now, you write off because of drinking. You need to go tell them about Jesus. And you need to straighten up and be their friend. I mean, praise the Lord. The drinking, praise the Lord. I know people are going to have trouble and stuff like that. But writing people off because they light up a cigarette or have a cigar or whatever. and Man, we are. that's just like, mm, Wow. I had to go through that. I did. I, man, I wrote everybody off. Boy, if you didn't live like I wanted you to, I just thought, well, you're not even saved. Yeah. Shh. Ridiculous. Okay, 10 days later, another convocation. 10 days later? We just had a day off. And 10 days later, you're going to have another convocation. All the people will be held. It'll be a solemn uh, humility before the Lord. No work. Hey, another day off. <laughs> yeah. On that day, you'll offer a burnt offering. Be very to the Lord, very pleasant to Him. One young bull, a ram, seven yearling rams without defect, with accompanying grain offerings. Nine quarts of flour mixed with oil are offered. Six with the ram, three with the seven. You're also look at uh oh, look at this. You offer one male goat for a sin offering. Wow, this is in addition. Look at this to the day of to the sin offering of the day atonement. Wow, offered annually that day. And in addition, their regular burnt sacrifices, grain offerings, and drink offerings. Wow. Five days later, there'll be yet another assembly of the people. Look at that. No hard work. I mean, I'll tell you what. Remember, we already found out. God already promised nobody's going to attack you. 
When you leave, because these people had to leave there, you know, it's basically all North Atlanta. They had to leave and travel to go over here. And God said, don't worry, nobody's going to steal anything while you're gone. You're not going to get attacked. Well, you can't trust Jesus. I mean, come on. You can't trust the Lord. I'm going to get me a whoopee idol here. I need an idol. Now, you watch out for my property while I'm gone to do this Lord stuff. No way. You didn't need that. It was just incredible how God took care of everything. So, Richard, how can you say that? Because I read the book. Praise the Lord. Go look at Abraham. Abraham even thought he was going to get killed one time. He takes his good-looking wife down into Egypt, and he says, Hey, cut a deal with me, Sarah, and just say you're my sister, okay? <laughs> she goes, Okay. Because she really was, half-sister. And sure enough, when they got down in there, read it for yourself. This is in, X, no, it's in uh, Genesis chapter, let's see, that would be, it's, it's 12, be thir- uh, no, it's 12. It's actually 12. As soon as the chapter when the Lord starts talking to Abraham. So Pharaoh took Sarah into his harem, okay? And then remember, God said, I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. So boy, I tell you what, Herod, I mean, excuse me, uh, Pharaoh was getting in trouble over this. And he found out what happened, and he called Abraham in and said, what'd you do this to me for? Why'd you say she was your wife? And he said, well, I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think this place was a godly place. I thought you guys would kill me. But anyway, the Bible says that Pharaoh took uh, Abraham and his wife and under armed escort led them out. He said, look, just get out of here. Armed escort, praise the Lord. And then chapter 13, blessing. Chapter 14, blessing. Everywhere he went, blessing. Anyway, no hard work will be done that way. Numbers 29, that was verse 12. Your special burnt offering that day, which will give much pleasure to the Lord. Thirteen young bulls, two rams, fourteen, all this, this without defect. Accompanied by the usual grain offerings, the fine flour mingled with all thirteen young bulls, six quarts for each two rams. Remember the chapter before this, chapter 28, these sacrifices, the Lord says, this is my food. Wow. Hungry, are you? Uh, Six quarts for each two rams, three quarts for each fourteen lambs. There'll be a male goat sacrifice for a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offerings and its accompanying grain offering and drink offerings. Again, sit here and think something you did or to go out and thinking, well, I'm just, God's just, I mean, I know I'm not perfect. Neither was the whole bunch of Israelites were perfect. But look at that, a sin offering. Praise the Lord. Watch what happens here. Now, that was, on the, uh, that, was on a, that was 10 days later, and you had a sin offering. Look at this. Second day, the seven-day festival, you'll sacrifice 12 young bulls, two rams, 14 male yearling drinks, I mean yearlings, dr- lamb, excuse me, without defect, accompanied by the usual grain offerings, drink offerings. In addition, the regular burnt offering, you'll sacrifice a male goat, we already know now, for what? And the drink offering for a sin offering. That was day two. On the third day, Offer 11 bulls, two rams. We're starting to catch this 14 male year lambs without defect. The usual grain offering, drink offerings with each sacrifice. In addition, the regular burnt offerings, sacrifice a male goat. This is on day three. Sin offering. Wow. Sin offering. Wow. Who blew it? Well, we already know now. We blew it because of Adam. It's just, it's just our, we're not holy without the blood of the lamb. Okay. All right. On the fifth day. So fourth day was the same way. There's no you have your sin offering. The 26, on the fifth day, sacrifice nine bulls, two rams, 14 male yearling rams without defects. So you, could, you could put this in the category. Hey, it's the same thing. Yeah, it was easy to figure out. Okay. Accompanied by the usual grain offerings and the drink offerings. Now you know why the tithes of all the people were brought in there. You brought your wine in there, praise the Lord. 
Nothing wrong with that. Praise the Lord. Remember when they said you go to the promised land, you're going to have wells that you dig and dig, and you're going to have vineyards? Well, can't have no vineyards. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Okay. 29. The sixth day of the festival, you must, so this is day six, sacrifice eight young bulls, 14 yearling rams. We can all say this without defect, you know, along with their usual what? Grain and drink offerings. Okay. In addition to the daily sacrifices, a male goat with usual grain and drink offerings as a sin offering. Wow. Sin offering every day. Yeah, this was in addition to the normal morning one and the evening one. Praise the Lord. On the seventh day, notice it's still festival. Mm-mm. Sacrifice seven young bulls, two rams, 14 male yearling rams without defect, each with its customary grain and drink. Uh, also sacrificed an extra sin offering of one male goat with usual grain and drink offerings in addition to the regular sacrifices. Now, a point here, make note. Remember when Balaam, two chapters before, was supposed to curse the Israelites. But, of course, he wasn't going to do it. He blessed them. The Bible says that, God, I mean, that Balaam said that, he did, that God did not see sin in Jacob. Well, buddy, we could see it. You can go flip through there. Well, they didn't like the Lord. They got mad because they were, you know, didn't have no water one time. And they said, we're going to die out here in the wilderness, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And scripture still said they didn't find any sin in them. Praise the Lord. Wow. So you think the Lord will answer your prayers? Of course he will. Read, read the scriptures and don't read what you think you see and have heard. Okay. On the eighth day. Now we're, it's been a week and a day. On the eighth day, some of the people to another solemn assembly. You must do no hard work that day. Now I'm going to get behind here. You know, I'm lo- Lord, I'm losing some time at work. and You're not losing anything. <sighs> anyway. Sacrifice a burnt offering, very pleasant to the Lord. One young bull, one ram, seven male yearling lambs without defect. The customary grain and drink offering. Wow. Sacrifice, here it is again. A male goat, usual drink and grain for a sin offering in addition to the regular ones. These offerings are compulsory at the times of your annual feast and are in addition to sacrifices and offerings you present in connection, oh, <clears throat> in connection with vows. Or as free will, uh, burnt offerings, uh, grain offerings, drink offerings, peace. So Moses gave all these instructions. Now remember, he's fixing to die. We are down to the last, probably the last day of his life. It's coming down to it. It's within the last week at least. Now Moses summoned all, this is chapter 30. He summoned all the leaders of the tribes and told them the Lord's commanded. When anyone makes a promise to the Lord, either to do something or to quit something, the vow must not be broken. The person making the vow must do exactly what he promised. I mean, what, what the heck's a contract for? If you're not going, ah, oh, you just keep it. Nah. No, watch this. And this doesn't last forever, but we're going to go through it. Watch this. It's short. If a woman promises to the Lord to do something or not do something, and she's still a girl at home with her father's home, and her father hears that she has made a vow with penalties, but says nothing, her vow shall stand. You know. But if her father refuses to, make, to let her make the vow or feels that the penalties she agrees to are too harsh, then her promise will automatically become invalid. You know, those life promise, Lord, you know, you know, that I'll do this. And if not, then may I never be able to afford a car the rest of my life. <laughs> well, if her dad hears that and goes, nah, we ain't gonna let that thing stand, whatever. Her penalties, whatever. Her father must state his disagreement on the first day he hears, but then Jehovah will forgive her because her father uh, would not let her do it. Now, I want to interject here because I noticed what reading through this and he said, gosh, you could get in a lot of trouble here. Well, yeah, you could. Because you're making a vow before the Lord. Lord, 
if you will do this, then I will do that, you know, okay? And the Lord carries out his portion, you know, and then you don't keep your part. No, you've got to keep your part. Okay, but anyway, um, in the, the earlier, uh, I believe it's Leviticus, but it's, it's in there, right? It's, it, and it says if you make a vow and you don't keep it, there's forgiveness, praise the Lord. It's the sixth chapter of uh, Leviticus. But anyway, you, you can find it yourself, but, but there's forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's keep going. Now, if the woman is widowed or divorced, she must fulfill her uh, vow. If she's married, living with her husband at home, and she makes the vow, and her husband hears it and does nothing, the vow's going to stand. But if he refuses to allow it on the first day, he hears it, her vow is void, and Jehovah will forgive her. Wow, look at that. You will? Yeah. So the husband may either confirm or nullify. But if he says nothing, boy, you're on the books. If he waits more than a day and refuses to permit the vow, whatever penalty she agreed to shall come upon him. These are the commandments that the Lord gave. Notice this. There's your marker. It's into this. Between a man and a woman. Wow. Praise the Lord. You reckon contracts are supposed to be? Yeah. All right, here we go. Now, we covered this one time before, but we're going to finish this one real quick. Watch this. The Lord said, take vengeance on the Midianites for leading you into idolatry, and then you must die. Wow. Interesting how the Lord knows about your life, and he does. I mean, if he's this close, do you, do you not think he knows when your last days are coming? Now, you're going to live a long time. You're going to live to be a ripe old age. It's not going to be a surprise. Well, golly gee, I'm sorry I got here so quick, Lord, but I guess you pulled that car wreck up. I didn't know it was coming. You're not going to die in no car wreck. You're not. Well, Lord, I, I guess you pulled my number on cancer. No, he's not going to do that. Honor your father and mother, and it'll be well with you, and you'll live long on the earth. Exodus, the number of your days you will fulfill, praise the Lord. And your number is long. Okay. We've just got so conditioned to, you never know. Never know when the Lord calls your name, buddy. We just never know. You're not promised tomorrow. Ah, really? Oh, really? What scripture is that? See, it's not a scripture. When Noah landed that ark, well, the Lord did. He said there'll always be seed time and harvest forever. Sun's always going to rise. Sun's always going to set. He said so forever. Praise the Lord. Yeah, but you're not promised tomorrow. Where'd you get that from? You get that from him. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Read the book of Psalms. It won't be like, oh, the Lord didn't promise me tomorrow. No. Praise the Lord. It's actually the other way around. The sun will come up tomorrow. That's a better song for you to sing than the other. Praise the Lord. So let's watch this. Uh, take vengeance against the Midianites. Cross your fingers. We hope we'll get them. No, you're going to blow them away. You will. Moses said to the people, some of you must take up uh, arms to wage Jehovah's war against Midian. Well, we don't have no weapons. Well, we're going to have to say we ain't got no Moses. <laughs> Come on. Conscript a thousand men from each tribe. So do the math. There's 12. So there'd be what? There'd be 12,000. Okay. Remember the Levites, they're not going to fight. Oh, yeah, they are. Watch what happens. So anyway, this was done 12,000. Phinehas, Eliezer, the priest, led them in battle. Funny book. Never happened. Oh, yes, it did. Accompanied by the ark. Trumpets blazing. Now, what do we hear about the trumpets? Blow the trumpets. You'll never lose. Take the ark out there. You'll never lose. Boy, watch what happened. This is, look how quick it was. And every man of Midian was killed. Among those killed were the five Midianite kings. Boy, they, man, they knocked out everybody. Eva, Rechem, Zur, Hur, Reba, fables, fables, fables. No, it wasn't. Those guys were there. Uh-oh, Balaam got killed. Well, he was rather a turkey anyway. Okay. I mean, he was. He wasn't really God's man of the hour. 
Okay, that's the reason he said, oh, I wish I could die as happy as the Israelites. He wasn't really involved too much. Balaam, the son of Beor, was also killed. Wow. Look at this. The Israeli army took his captives, all the women, children, seized the cattle, flocks, and a lot of miscellaneous booty. All the cities, towns, villages, many were then burned. The captives and the other war loot were brought to Moses and Eliezer the priest, and the rest of the people of Israel were camped on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across Jericho. Now, uh, watch what happens here. We're not trying to be politically correct. There's a reason. You can see it. Moses and Eliezer the priest and all the people went out to meet the victorious army. Oh, Moses was angry. Why? Let's find out. Let's go get a commentary. Let's just read this and see how to make... No, we're not. We don't need a commentary. We'll read the story. We're smart enough to figure it out. Remember, we just found out... Look at this. Boom, boom, boom. Where's it at? Right here. While Israel was camped at Acacia, the young men started going to wild parties with the Moabites. These girls invited them to attend the sacrifices of their gods. Soon, everybody in Israel, look at verse 3, was worshiping Baal. Well, what's wrong with that? Throw your kids to the fire. Same thing Egypt was doing. Throw your kids to the Nile. No, 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 no. All right, so here we go. So they wiped this group out. Boy, I mean, I tell you what, they are victorious. But a man, Moses, is upset. Now, you know why? Because these plagues keep cropping up. All of a sudden, disaster. 14,000 people are being killed. Eliezer just pulled a big one himself when he rammed that rod right through that insolent guy that just brought a Moabite girl into the, tab- into the, into the camp. That's all right. This Jesus stuff's not real. He was very angry with the army officers and battalions. Now, we're going to quit after this, but watch what happens. It goes quick. Why have you let the women live? These are the very ones who followed... Boy, now we know who's been behind some of this. Mm, Sorry, Codger. It was his advice. Send some of your young girls over there. They're good looking. They'll trap some of those young men. And then far along, you'll have, you know, it'll work out. You know. It was all, anyway, they caused the people of Israel to worship the idols on Mount Peor. And they are the cause. Well, there it is. I didn't even have to say it. I could have just read it. They're the ones that caused the plague that tried to destroy us. Uh Uh-oh. Now notice he says, kill all the boys and all the women who have had sexual intercourse. Only the little girls may live. You may keep them for yourselves. Now stay outside the camp for seven days. Watch this. All of you have killed anyone. Remember the red heifer? And touched any dead body. Then purify yourselves. Notice that on the third and the seventh day. Wow, that was the red heifer story. The red heifer story is related in the book of Hebrews. Ashes of a red heifer. Praise the Lord. We are so, we are so taken care of. There, oh yeah, but I made a mistake today. Oh, I feel so bad. I raised my voice. Oh God, God's not gonna heal me, and my back is really hurting. You, have, where have you been? You had a sacrifice in the morning, sacrifice in the evening. You just went through the tabernacle sacrifice, whatever that celebration. You should have noticed, boy, boy. There goes those lambs again. What's that one? Well, that's that was the goat. That was, what's that for? That's the sin offering today. We get it. Now, we, now we, we realize we make mistakes. It's not that we're not humble about it. We know. But I, I, it's going to be a new day for me to tell the Lord that, well, Lord, all, that, all your sacrifice didn't help me because I still feel so bad. I just feel so bad. Don't answer my prayers today. I'll feel better if, if you never answer a prayer the rest of my life. I'll just, that's not going to get you to heaven. I suffered from cancer. You'll bless me financially, but I got to suffer a little bit with cancer or whatever. You got to take bad with the good. No, you don't. We don't take any bad, praise the Lord. 
You just don't. Praise the Lord. All right, anyway, purify yourselves the seventh and the third days. Verse 20, this is Numbers 31. Remember to purify all your garments, everything made of leather leather and goat's hair and wood. And how do you do that? It's the red heifer. You sprinkle the water on it. Okay. Eliezer the priest said to the men who were in the battle, this is the commandment of the Lord. Jehovah has given anything that will stand heat, gold, I mean, that stands heat, that's gold, silver, and bronze, iron, tin, lead, shall be passed through the fire in order to be made ceremonially pure. It must then be, there it is, it must be further purified by what well, they splash that water on it. Now, this goes quickly, so it's not like, oh my gosh, what kind of crazy stuff. It's, it wasn't crazy. There was not one crazy thing about it. That's how we miss why Jesus died on the cross. We scratch our head and go, well, I guess he died for our sins, but I, by golly, I don't really understand what all that was about. Oh, if you read the Bible, you would have. God's trying to be down here among us. He couldn't, remember Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden. Well, he was just being hard. No, he wasn't. You can't stand in the presence of a holy God in the state that we were. We look like death. God did not create us to die. And here we are. We're doomed to death, but not anymore. Because of Jesus. Anyway, let's keep going. And the Lord said, you and Eliezer the priest and the leaders of the tribes must make a list of all the loot, including the people and the animals. Then divide it. Now watch it. Look at that. First off, I'm wondering why there's loot. Because, you know, well, we don't, want, we don't want to act like we're blessed. And we don't, you know, the more blessed you are, fantastic. It's fantastic. I, I watched an old movie not too long ago, and these guys were being funny, but they were, they were out in the country. It's Lum and Adner, if you've ever seen that. But anyway, but they were talking about everyone be a thousandaire. <laughs> thought it was funny. A thousand air. I mean, because they're not used to having no money. Everybody a thousand air. Not millionaire, billionaire, praise the Lord. But hey, thousand's good. Okay, watch this. Half of it is for the men who were in battle. Look at that. The Lord rewarded the army. Said half of it goes to those who went into battle. Wow. The other half's given to the people of Israel. But first, here's your tithe, the Lord. The Lord gets a share of all the captives. Oxen, donkeys, flocks kept by the army. His share was one out of every 500. Give this share to Eliezer of the priest to be presented to the Lord by the gesture of waving before the altar. In other words, you took it and you just said, Here, Lord, this is yours. This is yours. This belongs to you. 500 donkeys. And you did that. You know, whatever. You took a donkey up there and you <laughs> waved his ears or something. And then you passed him on. Whatever. Okay. Now, look what happened. Look at this. Also levy a 2% tax on the captives. Flock. Remember what they were? There was these young girls. That's what it was. <laughs> Now remember, if you think about this, this was the first chance these girls or anybody that lived had a chance. Because the God of the Moabites or who, the Midian, Midianites, that was no life at all. Now they were, boy, they really had a life now. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. So let's for 31. Moses and Eliar, the priest, did as the Lord commanded. The total booty besides jewelry. Well, can't have no jewelry. Well, hello, look at this. Clothing. Kept by the soldiers was 650,000 sheep, 72,000 oxen, 61,000 donkeys, 32,000 young girls. Now, that was, that was for the army. So the half the army total was, and again, where are we getting these details from? This was a phony battle. No, it wasn't no phony battle. And it says what portion went to the Lord. Let's say 377 sheep, 675, these are 1,000 went to the Lord. 3,600 oxen, 72 were given to the Lord. 30,500 donkeys, 61 given, 60, look at that, 16,000 girls, 32 went to the Levites, you know, what are they going to do with those girls? Oh, please. <clears throat> Plenty of work to be done, need to be done, whatever, they're going to be part of the program now. Okay. All right, here we go, verse 41. 
And all the Lord's portion was given to Eleazar the priest as the Lord directed. Half the booty assigned to the people of Israel, Moses had separated it from the half belonging to the warriors amounted to, and here's the numbers. Okay, I want to get to this little part because notice we're right here at the end. Let's stop. In accordance with the Lord's direction, verse 47, Moses gave 2% to the Levites. Then the officers and the battalion leaders. Now, wait a minute. Here's the generals. Here's General Patton. General Patton. I'm not a holy man. I'm not a praying man, as we see on, what is it? Not White Christmas. A Wonderful Life. You know. We're all praying people. Don't fool me. You know. And I love that movie, too. And you notice when he prayed, he got his answer. That's the kind of stuff we should be telling people. You pray, and God will get you help. He'll get you out. The officers and the... Now, this is totally funny book stuff here. No, it's not. The battalion leaders, they came to Moses and said, we have accounted for all the men who went out to battle. Now, we, do you think they went against a couple of three people to get 36,000 oxen? No. Mercy. Anyway... He says, we've accounted for all the men who went out into battle, and not a one is missing. And look what they did. And this is what we do today. Lord, you've been so good to me, I'm just going to bless you. So we brought a special thank offering before the Lord. This is the end of it. Watch this. Uh, From our loot, gold jewelry, bracelets, anklets, rings, earrings, and necklaces. You know, this is to make atonement for our souls before the Lord. Wow, they they just brought it before the Lord. Moses, boy, they took all that. And the, spe- Eliezer, the, the special offering from the captains, battalions, leaders, and company commanders found the value. Now, notice they weren't going, oh, I can't believe I'd given to the Lord. I, oh, God, who, whose idea was this? No, they couldn't do it fast enough. They said, you mean we didn't lose private so-and-so? No, we didn't lose nobody. What about my favorite lieutenant? <gasps> He's fine. We lose any generals? We didn't lose anybody. And they're only out there with swords and whatever. Mercy. The soldiers had kept personal loot for themselves. The offering was taken to the tabernacle, praise the Lord, and kept there as the Lord had, uh, as a, anyway, look at that, and was kept there as the Lord, look at this, as a memorial of the people of Israel. Praise the Lord. Wow. All right, we're going to stop. But anyway, praise God. Right here, the next chapter, you're, I mean, like I say, Moses is fixing to pass away, and he's going to kick in Deuteronomy, which is his, it's about a two-hour speech. That's the whole book of Deuteronomy. It's nothing but blessing. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord, that praise God, we're more than conquerors. And if we're faced with anything, our problems, whatever, if, it's, it's, if we're hurting in our body, we know you'll fix that, praise the Lord. If it's financial, you'll fix that. If it's any other thing that we didn't even mention today, but we're just like, oh, how am I going to get out of this? You'll get us out, praise the Lord. So that didn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others oh, what you've been doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.